10 minutes it is before 8 p.m. And uh, you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. We go into our wrap of the top business stories. And Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Makwe Fund Managers, joins me now on the line. Makwe, who's it, bro? Sweet, no, I'm Ah, safe, my brood, man. Can't complain. Safe, my brother. Makwe, I want us to start off there with some of the data that came out from Stats SA today. We're slump in the South African economy since uh, the immediate post-war, post-Second World War period. Uh, but uh, I guess the, the big debate among economists is about the shape of the rebound or recovery. Yeah, I think so, because those numbers are backward-looking. Going forward, the question is, are we going to start building on the performance that we started seeing on the, the, during the third quarter, fourth quarter? So will that still continue in the first and the second quarter of this year? I think that's the biggest debate. But I think all lies on how quickly are we going to be able to vaccinate people, how quickly are we going to be able to get our economy to start working, and in conjunction with what other economies are doing, remember we are part of the whole universe, so if the likes of China, they start picking up, we know that we sell most of our commodities to them. If they start, the likes of Germany starts to pick up European Union, they remain one of their major trading partners, so I think we are at the mercy as well of what is happening internationally. Bearing in mind that back home here, we've got our own issues. We've got electricity issues. We've got structural reform issues. We still have our own things that we still need to deal with. So, yeah, that will continue to be a very big debate. But truth be told, I suspect we'll have a W kind of a recovery. So so when you say a W type of recovery, I mean... Uh we Is went that in down, any way we linked going to your up. Expect- I think there's yeah. still another leg, Aya, before things can stabilize. And, and I'm saying another leg, not trying to be negative. We're hopeful <laughs> that vaccine uh, vaccine rollout mm. will be successful. But all these other issues with small businesses and medium enterprise sure. businesses, I think they still have to show up when all these kind of reliefs come to an end, when mm. now they have to face the real situation, going back to their creditors, because there's no demand yes. for their goods and services, as most people are not yet working. So mm. I think those kind of businesses will still feel the hardship, and probably most of them, as we've started seeing happening, they self-liquidate, and others try to open next door. But I think those kind of businesses are not yet out of the way. Remember, these mm. are the guys who don't have a decent balance sheet to as a caution. They were relying on the measures that they got from the landlords, from the banks, from the government, stuff like that. Ah, yeah, a simple thing. You spoke about a stimulus of 500 billion. Do you know 40% thereof is that, uh, what do you call it, the bank guarantee? That loan guarantee uh, scheme, yeah. How much of that have you used? Uh, maybe we're lucky if we get uh, like 21 and, and, and I'm saying million. that makes lucky 40%. So all I'm trying to say here is we still have to see the real consequences, the effects of the whole thing before everything starts to stabilize. So hence, I think there might still be another leg down before we recover. Makwe, mm, mm. I want us to shift away, I guess, from, from that uh, uh, data release. And uh, certainly, I guess, you know... Uh, Many of uh, those who are predicting that based on some of the high-frequency data that had come through uh, probably, I guess, uh, close on the mark in the case of the National Treasury and uh, probably missing the mark in the case of uh, some of the consensus estimates by economists. But, Mark, well, let's, let's shift to uh, what's happening out at ESCOM. I mean, be interested to hear some of your views on this particular one. So, so the board has initiated a probe into allegations that were made by 
the uh, I guess former chief procurement officer, one Mr. Chitangano, um, against Andre Dureta. Now, yeah. I guess it's a matter of sort of governance to to uh, make sure you get an independent panel to come in, you know, senior counsel to just you know give some veneer to this process. Yeah. But I don't know what to make, Mark, of the comments that many people have been making from ESCOM, saying, look, you know, this is a distraction. It's going to derail us, um, you know, uh, from the process of turning around the entity, as if to suggest some of the things Mr. Chitangano is alleging are inconsequential, I guess, to the turnaround of ESCOM. I think that's not fair to say that, you know. I mean, people have serious references. People, other people have been complaining, you know, that it's not just the likes of ESCOM, but most black suppliers, they complain about these issues. And mm. I think we have to learn as people that when somebody raises something, we have to take it as is. And if it warrants an investigation, let it be. And hey, mm. listen. The turnaround of ESCOM is as important as getting black excellence, as important as getting black suppliers to be successful. Yes. So it does not mean the other one is not important. And yes, if that will mean that the guy has done anything wrong, then unfortunately has to be removed. Let it be. It's as important as transforming this economy. And we are saying... I think it was wise of the board to appoint people who are independent to look into this whole thing so that they can lay this to rest. If the mm. other guy, the chief procurement officer is right, then, he, then they will prove it. Or if the current CEO is wrong, then they will prove it. But uh, let us not try to block things and start making some mm. unnecessary noise. Let's allow the process to unfold. Can we maybe apply the same logic that maybe we're applying with the Zondo Commission? That, hey, sure. allow it to go on, let it uncover whatever it needs to mm. uncover. The very same thing happened with ESCOM. Let them uncover whatever they need to uncover. And I think the guy should be happy. Should it clear him as the current CEO? Just like the guy, the chief procurement officer, he will be happy if he gets to be proven that he was right. And, and you know, Makwe, I mean, it's, it's quite clear that procurement at a major, you know, producer like ESCOM, monopoly, you know, effectively, I mean, uh, really supplying all of our energy needs, if, if I can be honest, uh, that procurement, be it of coal or even fuel, uh, you know, in moments when there's, you know, plant failure, uh, and even, I guess, uh, contractors in the maintenance uh, program of the fleet is always going to be a contentious issue. It's always going to be something that is fought over within yeah. ESCOM and outside of it. Definitely. And you'll get to the guys who've been milking it, I mean, for right or wrong reasons, for the past, whatever, yes, they will never allow the new guys to come in. And as we know, people like protecting their territory. As you are saying, that's a big money when it comes to that. And I think now and then people stop, always say, Government, you are the one who can help transform the economy. Government, you are the one who can make sure that all these companies or state-owned enterprises, just like government departments, they follow the right procurement and make sure that they get to help to transform our economy. And yes, by all means, you've got all the right to rely on the likes of ESCOM of this world to make sure that they help to transform our economy because I as a good black businesses out there who offer good quality service and I think they deserve to be given a chance. As much as the chances when it comes to some black businesses, mm. there are also chances mm. as well when it comes to companies which are owned by the whites as well. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it has both ways, but can we please give the black guys who have a potential and maybe 
we should be having a different discussion. Maybe we start. Yeah, we should not even be asking. Actually, I, I mean, I think group, this idea. You know, yeah, this idea of us a song No, but maybe no. you need to start having something or people who stand up there to start encouraging black excellence. Nothing wrong with that. Marco, you know this thing, I mean, we, we're 26 years, nearly 27 now. I mean, but the I, can, I, can time, I just interject? The amount what? of time Matiba spent in jail, you know, <laughs> into this democracy. Interject. What's <sighs> wrong with you guys mm. having uh, more or less something like Afri Forum, which is a lobby group? No, 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 no. No, you see, Marque, I mean, I, I would agree with that, right? I would agree in the creation of an interest group that sure. represents the interests of black people in general, right? Yeah. I would agree with that. And of course, Encourage, we can have a discussion about the tactics. Wrong. Yeah, no, for sure. We can, we can have a discussion about the tactics. But, but, but I think that the bigger issue here, Marque, is, you know, even when we talk about BEE, for instance, yeah. if you look at the data, the data shows you when it comes to all of the elements of BEE, you know, supplier development, enterprise development, skills development, ownership, managerial control. Some of the, you know, SOEs that we have, and even, you know, if you think about employment equity to include even disparities in pay, what we see is that, you know, those disparities aren't as wide and transformation has worked at a departmental level within the government. But sometimes the problem is at an SOE level. So there are no, levels in many of our SOEs that still remain dominated by, I guess, white middle-aged men. Uh, yes. And I think the issue that you're raising is not just, you know, within from a procurement perspective in the supply chain, but also I'm ah. saying some of the people who are making those decisions uh, in many cases, you know, mm, you know are, not, are not the black excellence you're speaking about. No, it's very important because, you know, this is frustrating. And it's not just on the business side of things. Look at professionals who are complaining that they get to the sideline. And I think we should make people to be proud to excel, you know, as blacks. There's nothing wrong with that. That's apolitical. That doesn't have to do with any other whatever. But we say let's start to encourage this whole thing of black excellence so that people can continue to be proud and be encouraged to do their best, whether it's in business or their professionals in whatever respect. Now, now, you know, Mark, we're another sector which needs to transform mm-hmm. is the telecommunications sector. <laughs> and, you know, telecommunications is, is broad. It includes also what we're doing here, you know, the exactly. national broadcaster, the SAPC, talking to Mark Masilela, you know, over a certain kind of line in a very sort of uh, rapidly changing digital environment. Sure. But if you look at some of the issues we're raising, of course, when it comes to the transformation of the supply chain of ESCOM, um, I, th- I think many would argue that there's a similar challenge in relation to the demographics and the size of the dominant players in the telecoms space. Uh, and I guess that, that, that's one of the legs on which uh, the telecom concern is about. You know, they feel that uh, if um, you know, these issues uh, or this uh, process continues in the way CASA envisages that it might entrench the dominance of the two major players. What do you make of this, Mark? Where, and, and I guess the, the other concern many South Africans are having is, can we afford any further delays to this process? Yes, we can afford some delays. This whole thing has been delayed, I don't know for how many years. So to have another... Three so you're like, yeah, we can, we can wait a few months. <laughs> I, I, exactly, brother. Especially if we want to do the right thing. 
So can we please wait for that three or four months, you know, to make sure that this whole thing is done properly? Because after auctioning the spectrum, when are you going to have another one being auctioned? So this can be a game changer, not just for me and you to reduce data prices, but also for the sector itself to get other players to be involved, as we're saying, that it can also help to transform that sector to certain extent because it gets dominated by very few guys. Yes, we know the barriers to entry are just so high, mm. but hey, here's an opportunity for the government, as we said earlier, sure. that the government still stands to play a crucial role to help mm. to transform Marco? the economy. Makwe, let's do this, my brother. We're battling with that line. Uh, there's uh, quite a lot of, I guess, r- feedback and static on that line. So so, so uh, hold the line there for me for a second while we try and uh, reconnect with you on a much, much better line. Conversation with Markwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at uh, Markwe Fund Managers. Markwe, you were still making the point and uh, we were discussing, I guess, the uh, licensing of Spectrum and uh, the looming Spectrum auction, of course. Sure. Uh, I guess they're still uh, stalled and faced by uh, all manner of legal challenges. Yeah, let's wait for those three or four months as long as that three or four months help us to do things the right way and it transforms that sector. As we know that that sector has got a very, very high level of uh, the barriers to entry. So this is a nice opportunity for government to help to transform and get other players to be involved. The question that we should be asking ourselves that after auctioning this spectrum, when are we going to have an opportunity like this again? So let's do it right and empower as many people as we can or companies, many yeah. companies as we can. I mean, guys, we've got black technicians out there. We've got black, uh, what do you call it, telecommunications engineer out there who can really be part of this whole thing and also start building something for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I guess, Makwe, uh, I also want to hear your views on how the minister has intervened on this particular question. I mean, uh, urging for mediation in particular between ICASA and Telcom. Uh, it seems, I guess, you know, the um, back and forth between the two entities. I mean, we had a chance to speak to Siabonga Mahlangu uh, sometime last week. And, and uh, you also saw a very strongly worded response on the part of the um, you know, the uh, uh, counselor there at the uh, uh, ICASA. Uh, what do you make of that? And I guess the, the prospects of mediation. I mean, it seems both are really sort of uh, sticking to their heels and even ICASA saying we'll read the judgment. Uh, but if we need to go back to the courts, we're certainly up for that. I think that's the problem with our system, you know. Our administration, who are very reactive. Guys, government owns 40% of telecom. Government is in charge of ICASA. Why did they allow this whole sure. thing to go to court in the first mm. instance? This whole I mean. thing that I do it now, why didn't they call the parties together? It's like you are getting two chances that, you know what, if we win, then we go. So only if maybe we lose, then we'll say, okay, guys, come, let's talk, let's find another way. It is just so wrong. They could have just settled this whole thing. It didn't even have to go to the court. And bear in mind, those are our taxpayers, man, when it comes to it, sure. going to court. And yes, at Telcom, fortunately, they've got a decent balance sheet. But government, guys, owns 38 to 40% of Telcom. I mean, if you're a shareholder like that. Exactly. If you're a shareholder like that, I mean, I don't know, Marco, you will tell me here. They, they are the largest sure. individual shareholder. 
they in are, Telcom, and right? they've got a younger brother there as PAC as well, who's in direct his government so, as well. But I'm saying that's the problem with us. We tend to be very, very reactive. This thing could have been sorted long time ago. This three, four, five months that we're talking about that is going to be delayed, it was not going to be there because the guys could have just locked themselves in a room and talked sense to each other without us even knowing. What's happening here? Anyway, we so, even have so, that so, one of MTN, which is coming. Remember, they still have to hear the mm, MTN story. You know, yeah. that's a different one. But, oh yeah, I don't know. What happened to guys, guys? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Let's talk sense to each other here. Don't no, but that's what, that's what I want to ask you, Mark. Because, I mean, I think for me, the first part of the issue, before we even get to Telcom, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, where, where the shareholder influence could be, could be leveled, it seems to me there might be, I guess, certainly from, from the picture that is being painted, a uh, broken link in the telephone line between uh, the ministry and, of course, ICASA as the regulator. Definitely, because we operate in silos. That's the problem. We shouldn't be operating like that. The minister, as the minister of telecommunication, should be having a broad overview of every little thing. Her advisor should be able to tell her that this is what is happening. So this thing was unnecessary part because you operate in silos, then you end up with stories like that. You'll be surprised one day someone say, oh, I didn't know they're doing that. How come? Because all this just under your department as an example. Look what happened hmm. the way they handled the SABC issue. You know, that body has been appointed by them. But they get supplied. Yeah, life is not supposed to operate like that. We should pick up yeah. a call and say, Marco, can we come and see you? Can we talk this thing? You save time, you save money, and more importantly, you make good progress. Mm, mm, mm. Makwa, the last story I wanted to take a look at um, is the silicosis class action lawsuit. Um, and we know uh, a few billion there paid out, and uh, I guess retrospectively to many workers who've worked in the South African mines, uh, you know, and in particular the gold mines uh, for contracting silicosis and all manner of other lung diseases. Uh, it seems, aside from the pilot first few, I think there are about seven people, no one's yeah. been paid. Um, and I guess the process, um, as would, would have been expected, uh, rather difficult to locate uh, many of um, you know, these people according to them. But I mean, I, I find that rather weird because you know, it was quite easy to, to be able to go and recruit these people uh, you know, uh, through Enela and Depa. Why is it difficult now to, to be able to locate them? I mean, if, if you know which recruiting office you are able... I mean, if... if, if no, no, Makwe, I mean, let me be honest. If I was recruited... Yeah, but Makwe, if, if I was recruited in Kovimvaba in 1970, and we laugh about it, but I mean, it's real. If I was recruited in 1970 in the labor office, why now, when my name is there, even not just for this, but even for pensions... It's that it's now that difficult to find. Yeah, now why is it difficult to find me when you were able to get me to join it, join it earlier? Like, I don't get that. I need man just uh, it's time now to dish out, you know. So we start have to start looking at us. Is that so many people? What can we do, you know, to try to find excuses? But you are right. It's not right to be having this kind of issues. 
it should be easy to locate those people or even their beneficiaries should it happen that some of them pass on. But you are right, it shouldn't be that difficult. And it just tells you about our systems. But let me tell you, it worked when they wanted you. So when is the other way around for them to find you and give give you what is due to, to, to you is an issue. And ask yourself, how did they get to that number? You know, for them to be able to do that solid case. And by the way, that was a good move and big ups to them to be able to win that case and guys to be rewarded for all those who contracted the diseases. But yeah, can they just double up their efforts and find the guys and pay them? Yeah. Makwe, we certainly hope uh, that'll be the case. And uh, I, I, I hope that in the next few weeks or so, I can get to speak to some of the organizations that are working on this be it the, uh, you know, Chamis or Trust, uh, Orem and many others uh, who are part of this process. Because, uh, I mean, there's anything here from mobile testing kits uh, right through to, you know, uh, the uh, dispatching and tracing and the creation of databases. So, uh, I mean, we might be laughing at it with Makwe, but it, but it is sure. indeed a serious undertaking. But sure. Makwe, we'll have to leave it there, Brewer. It's always a pleasure. Alas Doli Baba. Sure, sure. Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Makwe Fund Managers.